0: Well, hello everyone, and you join us for day two of Watches and Wonders. Um We had a good time yesterday for day one, saw some great brands, and we've done it all again because there are just so many watch brands at Watches and Wonders. Um And we're going to give you a little list of those brands that we saw and some things that we thought. Tom, initial impressions from day two. Um, flagging?
1: <laughs> yeah, another long one. Um you, It'll be fun to remember what we saw as we go through. You're going to have to remind me.
0: <laughs> it was very much a whistle-stop tour of quite a lot of brands and uh, a hell of a lot of watches, and they all start to feel a little bit similar uh, towards the end. But there were some real standout uh, mentions that we'll we will get to. Yep. But we'll start off with IWC. Uh, and their whole thing this year was the big pilots. Um, they brought in some ceramic pieces and a ceratanium piece to celebrate Top Gun. What were your initial thoughts?
1: Um, yeah, really neat, really neat selection. I, um, IWC, uh, they're not my, they wouldn't be my go-to brand if I was looking for a watch. Their pieces are all a bit large for me, but um, there was something about this selection that I, I was like, oh yeah, th- this is this is more like it. Um, personally speaking, um, nice selection of colours, um, nice green, uh, bright white, and deserty Mojave. Uh, kind of tan color yeah and uh, glaring glaring blue emission but um <laughs> but uh, they had that sertanium one which almost was it was you know a gray ceramic titanium but it almost had a kind of cold blueness about it which was really cool probably my favorite of the bunch you didn't leave
0: empty-handed entirely then as a as a fan of blue <laughs> um, but yeah they were supposedly inspired by a number of the training areas of fast jet's pilots. Uh, operating um Harvey Desert, it yep the, the green woodlands and um snowy lake tahoe and uh quite a a, a mixed opinion that i can tell so far but they look great. The colour matching they've done, they've gone to an enormous amount of effort to make sure that all the colours of the ceramic and the, the dial and the straps all have exactly the same shade and the same finish as well. And the result is quite striking in person. Yeah, yeah. In ca-
1: in collaboration with Pantone as well.
0: Is, yeah, yeah. Trendy. So, like, yeah, the, the creative side of us quite likes that mm. that orderly nature of things. And yeah. IW, IWC very much are all, all about that. Um But as well, the experience of those watches is very different to what you'd expect of a typically luxury watch. They feel more, they would probably say, playful. Yeah. But they almost feel toy-like. And I wouldn't necessarily say in a bad way because they feel very high quality. But the look, and I think that's where some of the division could come from.
1: Yeah, I think that's true of all these new uh, colours that we're starting to see. They all, yeah, they all start to feel a bit more playful,
0: a bit more toy-like. Yeah. But the booth... That was a thing. They
1: love a shipping container, don't they, IWC?
0: I think they had about eight of them.
1: <laughs> so tall, this big
0: towering stack of shipping containers. <laughs> yeah, it was so tall they had to take the ceiling out of the expo hall so it could reach all the way up. Um a very striking <laughs> setup. Um supposedly inspired to bring in an industrial feel to the the IWC brand, to move away from planes and boats and whatnot and to have a unified feel. Um it certainly felt industrial. Mm. Uh, nice setup, actually. One of the better displays for experiential uh, touch and feel to see the process of making serotanium and coming to the the right colours for the ceramic. It was, it was nice to see through the eyes of the development team on those watches. Yeah, really cool. From a massive brand to a very, very small one. And one of our favourites, Rescent. Yeah, good to see those guys. Um, the Type 8 is their new release. Just hours and minutes, very simple. Blue yeah.
1: Dial. yeah, so... Um... They had all their pieces there, um, but yeah, their their the new release for this year was um, a very stripped back and simplified. Yeah, just hours and minutes. And uh, I tried it on, and uh, it re- it was really cool, really comfortable, and it looked it looked good for like a larger watch. Yeah, because um, it's got that really nice curved pebble shape. It just sort of just sticks to your wrist and just looks <laughs> like it looks tailored. It that's, does. That's the kind of feel it is, um, and it was really cool. Yeah, I really liked it.
0: Yeah, because it's very skinny, the titanium case, I think they said 48 grams or something, but it's very light. The titanium case tapers at the edges and then just bubbles up ever so slightly. So like you say, although it's big, it really just feels like a slight swelling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was very surprised to, to see the removal of a lot of the complication of the previous ones actually made it celebrate how it works even better. And I thought it looked even better than previous iterations with yeah. that satellite complication. Clean and tidy. Yeah, so very well done to them. You don't normally try watches on because you're handling the camera gear and yeah, yeah, yeah. you're curmudgeonly. I've just got to
1: just get them in front of the camera and let's move on.
0: <laughs> Quick, I want more of that tiramisu. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, you, that was one you fancied trying on and it, it did look good on you actually. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 12,000 Swiss francs, I think somewhere around there. So one of the cheaper options too. So I'll get there one day. Save your pennies. Uh, next, we popped into Oris. Uh, what did you make of their of their very very reserved booth
1: display? <laughs> yeah, um, reserved by by meaning you,
0: Willy Wonka on crack. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was quite special actually. Uh, a huge, uh, almost like Rube Goldberg machine, uh, the size of a couple of cars.
1: Yeah, O R uh, I S spelling out Oris, all or mechanical clicking and whirring and clanking away and all these
0: kind of mechanical nuts and bolts spinning around. It was really cool. Yeah, really to celebrate the introduction of the ProPilot X Caliber 400 with the in-house calibre, a 39mm watch um, that moves on from the previous ProPilot that we've seen. Very angular. Kind of has that feel of that 70s watch that we've not seen too much of before.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but, but it was very different. Very mm. angular, brushed. Um, nice pastel colours on the dial, a really nice peach colour, I saw.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah, quite, yeah, salmon-y, I think there was a blue, and there was a grey, which was really, uh, which was really cool, like, nice and subtle, and, um, yeah, it felt like a
0: really nice, sort of tight, sort of compact, cool watch. Um, They talked a bit about sustainability as well with some of their upcoming pieces, which we can't show you uh, just now, but good to see them working with different charities to help put some of the money that goes into the luxury watch industry Back into the planet.
1: Yeah, I like Oris. I like where they're coming from. I like their messaging. And I think um it I think it's definitely gonna be a port of call for me when I when I start looking for a luxury piece. And I think I think I'd like to talk about them more in the future, maybe when we talk about affordable brands and stuff, because I think they're really cool.
0: <laughs> maybe when they finally release that pile of embargoed watches they showed us. Yeah,
1: I think they're coming out in the summer, so
0: we can talk about them then. Yeah, I don't think they completed their homework in time for watches and wonders. <laughs> Um, this was a strange one, Armin Strom. Now, I'm a big fan of Armin Strom. Um, I, technically... th-
1: I didn't know who they were. I thought you meant Armin Hammer, the toothpaste people. <laughs>
0: um, equally as fresh, <laughs> not quite as minty. Yeah, crisp. They, um, great story from them uh, because they do a lot of their own movement manufacture. Well, all of their own movement manufacture. And they do it for other brands as well. And they're very, very small and very, very young. And that's normally, you can't do that. Turns out that they managed to get hold of a lot of their CNC equipment during the crash when the manufacturers who'd made it and had a load of cancelled orders needed to shift it and they bought it on the cheap. Yeah. They put it in a cheeky bid on eBay on an eight-way axis machine and now they have full capabilities. So they they uh, they pushed that to the max with the Orbit, which looked at first glance, we were confused that they were celebrating this, a pointer date complication, so where the... The date runs around the outside and a hand points at it. And you're like, okay, big whoop. Mm. Turns out it's a retrograde complication. So it goes from 1 to 31 and then all the way back to 1. And you think, oh, well, why is that? And that's because they have an additional feature where you can press the button. A column date. Yeah, you, you press the button. And um, if it's on the date, it goes back to 12. And so it stays straight and keeps out of the way of the sub dial with the House of Minutes and if you press it again, it snaps back to where the date is. So you can have the date or hide it. There's no real use for it. No. But as a piece of watchmaking engineering, um, problem solving, it was really fantastic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Essentially a, a a big retrograde where the retrograde would usually be maybe 60 degrees or something. So this was 290 degrees. So it whipped right round and whipped all the way back. It was yeah. really satisfying. I played around with it for a little bit. Um,
0: <laughs> dead goes up, dead goes down. Exactly. Goes yeah. Uh, and uh, they were explaining that they had to introduce so the retrograde function for the date, but then also a chronograph function to activate it to have it showing or hidden. Um, just really the ability for them to muck about with all of that cool equipment. It's certainly what I'd do if I was a watchmaker with all of that equipment. So, uh, yeah, nice to see that.
1: Yeah, another another awesome brand that needs more attention. Um, and there were loads of them in the in the little kind of indie corner of Watches and Wonders.
0: Yeah. That's definitely the before they were cool corner isn't it yeah uh, we'll hate them once they get big <laughs> uh, Piaget next so we're a big fan of Piaget mm. we love the um Alter Plano Ultimate Concept thin meters. boys I call them very <laughs> thin boys not the thinnest boys anymore Bulgari did um, did knock them off that top spot however and I did ask them about that you shouldn't have brought that up <laughs> let's say they were passionate and I admire that <laughs> Um, but... You got what, Will Smithed. <laughs> I got yeeted out of the <laughs> storm. Uh, no, I didn't. They, they, were, they, um, they were explaining how uh, the techniques that Bulgaria used to achieve what they did really uh, reached their... method, Yeah, their philosophy for ultiplanar. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, they did reveal that they are going for a complication record under the Ultiplano Ultimate Concept platform. So um, that might be a a, a first that you're hearing, and it was revealed in anger. So (laughs) (laughs) uh, if in doubt, poke the bear.
1: Yeah. Also, we got to see some real shinies.
0: Oh, sparkle, sparkle. Yeah. Dazzling. If you like diamonds, you are like Piaget, obviously. Um, And a nice uh, Piaget polo. Date Black, You'll probably say it looks like a lot of other watches, but it's a lot cheaper. Very nice quality. Looks really smart. Yeah, yeah. Simple and clean. Yeah. If you're someone who is not so into the watch game that it really upsets you that it's not a particular brand or it feels very similar, it's inspired um, by watches that were made in the era by Piaget. Looks really nice. Undercuts the competition. Yeah. Can't say fairer than that. Good on them. Well, next, probably... Um, my favorite visit of the day, and probably the reason why we've blasted through the others, is <laughs> to talk about Langenzoner. Yeah. We had a presentation from Anthony de Haas, um, who is their head product designer development guy. That was good. Oh, yeah and he is he's a proper character he's
1: great yeah when he saw you he pointed and then he ducked down under the counter and put his hands back up to do a little (laughs) watch find a puppet show impersonation
0: yeah that was i was equally horrified and um very happy at the same time yeah i was delighted yeah (laughs) you always uh, take pleasure in in my suffering so i'm glad you enjoyed that it's
1: funny when people's ears prick up when they hear your voice like hey you're that anorak off youtube
0: <laughs> i've managed to hide for a long time but this is the first time we've been allowed out in public <laughs> uh and probably the last um but three great pieces people are saying oh they didn't do much but uh, i don't expect them to they're small they evolve they they chase perfection and they really have done that yeah longer one a little bit thinner i think it was 1.6 millimeters thinner but really chasing, it's like a Formula One team, chasing that last little bit of performance.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's such a, uh, it's just such a clean watch like that. Well, that watch face is just pure class. You know, it's just, it just I don't know, it just does so much with so little.
0: It's just really cool. Yeah, it really does. Um, so bringing the crystal closer, shrinking the bezel, moving the hands closer to the dial and they eke out a little bit more space, and yeah. Little beveled edges around those subdials dials on the... Oh yeah, that's right, yeah, <laughs> to give the impression of the depth that's been taken away. like yeah. The the level of detail that um, Anthony was talking about, yeah. and consideration, you don't hear from any other brand. We haven't heard that from any other brand.
1: No, no, they're sweating over the minu- minutia of it, and um, yeah, it's really cool to see.
0: Yeah, and that then, the next, the next big surprise was the Odysseus titanium again oh oh, it's the same thing but in a different metal but it's it's definitely not that uh different engravings in the dial for a slightly different feel um a beautiful steely gray color to the dial but the case okay titanium we've seen it before but you've not seen it like this the um sapphire it was no sorry it's corundum which i guess is sapphire blasted case to give that really silky finish that just looks it looks so fine, and then between that, hand polished links, uh, chamfers on the links that look like molten metal.
1: Yeah, so they're yeah, blasting and polishing titanium, which are both two very difficult things to do. So, but they overcome that with you know instead of sandblasting, corundum blasting, and then the polishing. I don't, I can't, I can't remember how they did that, but <laughs> yeah, really cool. Like you know they they just keep going this extra mile, and it's sort of what we keep seeing with watchmaking, isn't it? Hitting these hurdles and then but going well we want to do it so let's figure it out
0: I think it was a limited edition of 250 pieces uh, uh, Anthony was saying the salespeople wanted 500 but the finishing of the case and bracelet <laughs> took, took took so long yeah. that the watchmakers were saying no 250 yeah. or we're leaving <laughs> yeah. uh, but really great to see and to be quite frank one of the most down to earth um, engaging, personable presentations that we've had that didn't feel just like marketing people talking to you in a marketing way. It was someone who lives uh, and breathes the brand and the product, explaining it to you in a way that is completely free of fluff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what we love. Yeah, about, like, yeah, yeah. Very, very typically. Yeah, just uh, does
1: this and this is why we did it. Yeah,
0: and you can see it's great. Oh, the other thing about it... Uh, Quite a few of the brands, you know, I fully understand it. They they hand you the watch very carefully, and you wear gloves, and it's, it's all feels very much like holding someone else's baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony was saying, like, "Oh, you don't, don't be shy. Pick up the watches, play with them, hold them, wear well yeah. them, try them, have fun." Yeah, have fun. Yeah, these are these are things to play with. Yeah, and it, it speaks to the uh, not just the quality and the beauty of the product, but uh, the robustness as well. Then we uh, we had a rather interesting experience at Ulysses-Nardan. Yeah. Did you space out? I was taking it all in, I think. The theme was very uh, space-based, wasn't it? Earth, Moon and Sun. It was a trilogy
1: of verticality, I think was the, uh, the title for these pieces.
0: The feeling I had... I don't know if you've ever watched a movie uh, when you're really, really tired. <laughs> And you don't quite you're not quite following what's going on, and you get to the end and you feel like you you know less than you did when you started. Because I don't know if you've if if you have seen our Damn watches previously, but they all have a level of ingenuity and complication that verges into the realms of bonkers.
1: Yeah, very bonkers. Um, so it was our old friend, the Blast Moonstruck. Um, <laughs> uh, he's got two new um, confusing buddies with him now.
0: Yeah, three, three different ways to not be able to tell the time for a bit, but really appreciate the mechanism
1: taken yeah. in doing it. There was a new Freak, um, which looked really cool. And then there was another one. Uh, I can't remember what it was called.
0: The Sun something.
1: Yeah, um, but it just looked like a spaceship. <laughs> it did, yeah. Gyrocopter. From the future. Really, really cool.
0: It was a, a sort of a twin balance straddling, what looked like a spaceship on the dial. Yeah, awesome. And you just, you just look at it and your brain just reboots. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The movement is the
0: time, but it's mental. <laughs> Welcome to you, Lacey a... That's one I think we're going to have to pick apart a little bit more and come back to, yeah. to be honest. Um, and then the Tudor. Now, uh, did you enjoy the Tudor Video presentation
1: Uh, Again, um, I think because it was quite late in the day I maybe was a little bit delirious And it gave me the giggles (laughs) Because it was so funny (laughs) Um, I don't know if it's out there But it was just a guy just saying things For ages What were some of the things that he said, do you remember? Go left, go right, go diving Go to space, T-Rex Hug your friend, tell them you love them Take them from behind, see you later Go down again (laughs) Space, Mars, Stegosaurus. <laughs> I'll
0: leave it to you, uh, dear viewer and listener, to figure out which of those was in it and which Born to Dare. Weren't <laughs> most of them were in it. Uh it was it was a very surreal audio visual experience with a triple screen that they made you stand right in front of. <laughs> they made you do exactly the thing that my mum told me not to do as a kid and yeah. then blasted it at you. Um, Andrew what have I told you about standing in front of three massive televisions really close Mom, I'm watching Tudor <laughs> uh, so but the actual product um, very bizarre video aside really good
1: yeah, awesome. And the guys there um, displaying the pieces were really cool, really helpful, and um, yeah, it was it was really enjoyable experience actually.
0: Yeah. So we saw the Black Bay Chrono and a new Root Beer um, Black Bay GMT, both in steel and gold.
1: I love that coloration. I mean, people say Root Beer, I don't know what that is. I don't think I've ever seen one, um, but yeah, Weren brown in and, the shop brown the and other black. Day.
0: We were in the shop the other day, or something like that, and there was root beer available. And you said, "What's root beer?" So I think it's just generally something that's missing from your life, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but the hero of uh, of the collection, and I probably think the affordable hero of the show, the Black Bay Pro, which is a GMT watch that looks very, very similar to the Explorer Two, um, the old Rolex Explorer Two. Uh, One that Steve McQueen wore at one point, I think. But 39mm steel bezel with the 24 hour markers on it, GMT hand, Um, ceramic, lumen fused ceramic markers. So no no surround, so you get that real vintage look, but with like a modern take on it. Yeah. It's going to sell like hot buttery cakes. Yeah.
1: Little ceramic ball bearings in the clasp as well, so
0: it never loosens. (laughs) Oh, I remember you were talking to the lady about that. That was, you were going, Oh, oh, that that really (laughs) impressed you, (laughs) didn't it? I love it. But it's a nice nice attention to detail. And I mean, we were so welcome at the Tudor stand, which is new for us. And we we, we really enjoyed the the hospitality and being able to talk to them about the product and the product itself. It feels like. The mentality at tudor is more about listening to the customer sure making small changes because i saw on um i think it might have been the black bay pro they have updated the crown to be a bit more like a rolex crown because i know one of the complaints on the black bay 58 yeah, yeah. is that the crown is a bit like the the too many too small yeah, yeah bevels and um
1: but yeah the, yeah it was nice and chunky and you just gripped it and it's oof. so off it comes if they if they update
0: the black Bay Fifty Eight. <laughs> um, I think that's because they were movement-free press examples. But, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: it didn't ping across the room or anything, but yeah,
0: it turned off really easily. Really you, cool. You did make your uh-oh noise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if the Black Bay 58 is updated with that crown, I might find myself swapping it out.
1: Yeah, you kept asking them, but they kept dodging
0: professionally yep. your question.
1: Um, but because,
0: hopefully- yeah, Black Bay Pro... That means they can do a Black Bay 58 GMT. Yeah. Same thing, just with a bezel. Cool. Ask them about that. Oh, we don't know. Ask them about the Black Bay 58 chronograph. Oh, we don't know. (laughs) So uh, assume those are coming out. Yeah.
1: And sorry, Zenith. uh, Tudor has you beat on the uh, (laughs) best lighting as well, because they had a walk-in softbox for you to take photos, which was awesome. Oh, that
0: was great. I didn't know if we were going to take pictures or be teleported into space. (laughs) Um. One thing we didn't talk about yesterday, and I'd like to, to bring up just as we wrap up, Rolex. Ugh. <laughs> I've spoken to a few people about Rolex, and that is the same noise I keep hearing. No, go on. Air King. Now with Loom in the three, six, and nine. Oh, yeah. Now with Crown Guards. hmm Is this the um, ultimate form of new hattery that we have seen so far? Is this new feather in the same hat is it that macro
1: yeah i mean it's fine like i, I yeah yeah i mean i i could probably go on a rant on uh, announcements and how maybe brands are probably pressured into doing too much new stuff and um maybe they just don't have the resources it's probably not true of rolex but give them a break you get, you get new crown guards, all right?
0: <laughs> they spent all their money on their enormous stand. And the army of Fembots they've got guarding it. <laughs> um, and really, I just want to talk about that so we can put the Rolex on the thumbnail so more people watch the video. Oh, right. Nice one. Job done. Perfect, yeah. Uh, well, we've got day three tomorrow, probably in a few hours by the time we finish this. Whoopee. So, hope you enjoy this. Uh, do pop down if there's anything that you would like us to go and see Uh, On our last day, which is tomorrow. And we'll speak to you all again tomorrow. Bye. See ya.